I'm just going to speak to you a few minutes. I'm going to tell you about a lady named Anna. And let's pretend, I know this is a little awkward, let's pretend you're in my living room. And we're talking together, and I'm just telling you about somebody that really, not a lot of people know about her. There's not a lot known about her. In fact, there's three verses in all of Scripture devoted to this lady. And all three of them we're going to look at tonight. So what I want to do is pretend. I want to imagine something different. I've never done anything like this before. I don't think I have, at least in a message. I'm going to pretend that an investigative reporter got hold of Anna the prophetess from Luke chapter 2, verses 36 through 38, heard about what happened, got a hold of her, made an appointment, and conducted an interview. That's what tonight is. It's an interview between a reporter... And Anna, and he's going to ask questions, you'll see them in red, and I'm going to walk you through how I think she probably was going to answer them, and you'll see the scripture behind me. So I think this is how the interview is going to go. Now this is to prepare you to celebrate the birth of of our Lord. The reporter asks her, Anna, let's begin with you, tell us about yourself. Well, there's not much to tell. I'm an old woman. I'm 84 years old. I got married in my teens. Like most Jewish girls, they married between the ages of 12 and 14, typically. But my husband died tragically seven years after my marriage. And the reporter says, well, that sounds so sad. Why didn't you remarry? And and how are you not bitter, Anna? Well, I loved my husband, and it was my dream, like every Jewish girl, to marry and have children. But that wasn't God's plan, and and instead of remarrying, I devoted the rest of my life to serving God. I understood the scriptures that promised He would send a Savior to free us. And I've been waiting for Him to come ever since I was a young woman. What do you mean, waiting for a Savior? Rome has told us that Caesar Augustus is the savior of the whole world. He's already here, Anna. Why are you waiting for a savior? That's not the true savior. The savior from God, he will be the Christ. He will be the anointed one, the Messiah. He will come and he will free his people. Well, I'm not sure, Anna, that the Roman Senate would agree, but let's move on. No one has ever heard of you before. People want to know who you are. Well, I'm really not anybody of importance. My name is Anna. Maybe you're familiar from the Old Testament with Samuel's mother, Hannah. It's the same name in the Greek that it was in Hannah was in the Hebrew. So my name means grace. I'm a Jew and that I belong in the tribe of Asher. In fact, I'd like to tell people this. We're famous for not very much, but we're famous for this. Our tribe was one of the two that left the unfaithful part of Israel and joined the faithful part of Israel down in Jerusalem, our holy city. Well, someone said that you're a prophetess, Anna. Is that true? Well, for whatever reason, God uses me to speak his message of truth. I've devoted my whole life to studying the scriptures, and I know that our Messiah is coming soon, so I tell people to not grow discouraged at all the darkness around us. Wait patiently for for our Messiah to come. 
And there's been, there have been other women besides me that God has used in this way. Do you remember Isaiah's wife? Do you remember Deborah, the judge? Do you remember Moses' sister, Miriam? All of them, they all, they all were called prophetesses. Well, Anna, you just said that there's darkness all around us. What do you mean by that? Well, you see, we have a pretend savior that's sitting on the throne of the Roman Empire. And we're, we're not our own people. We're subjected to Rome. We're slaves to Rome. And Caesar Augustus, that empire, he put a wicked half-Jew murderous despot to rule over us here in Jerusalem. And, and until Gabriel came to Zechariah the priest a little over a year ago, listen, it's been 500 years since an angel has appeared to anyone in Israel. It's been 430 years since God sent a prophet to speak his word to Israel. It's been 800 years since any Israelite has ever seen a miracle from God, not since the days of Elisha. It is dark right now. It is spiritually dark. But thankfully, God has raised He's raised up a few people. They're called the quiet in the land. Well, what do you mean, Anna, the quiet in the land? Well, look around you, Anna says to her interviewer. Look around you. We're sitting in the temple. And we're doing this interview, and all around us are thousands of, of people, and many of them priests. In fact, you might not know, but we've got 20,000 priests and they're all divided into 24 divisions, and there's almost a thousand priests per division. And every division serves one week at a time, twice a year. So there are thousands and thousands of people all around us. And of all these priests, almost all of them are corrupt. Almost all of them are corrupt. They follow the rules of worship, but they're not waiting for the return of the Messiah. Many of them, they're wealthy, they're politically powerful people, but they've forgotten that they're serving God and His people. But there's, there's a few faithful people like Simeon, like John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, like his wife, Elizabeth. There's a few, and they're faithful, and they're praying, and they're waiting for the Messiah to appear, and they're called the quiet in the land because they trust God in their serving Him with all their lives. But Anna, the interviewer, says, doesn't it bother you that you're a woman, you're considered to be less than a man? You know, my people have a better view of women than any other nation on earth. Granted, there is still a lot of discrimination against me from our rabbis. They're all around the temple, the, the teachers of the law. For instance, I, I'm not able to receive the same amount of instruction that men can. And they think a woman's mind is not fit to be able to study the scriptures. But that wasn't God's view. That's the rabbi's view. And I've proven them wrong. And it does bother me that women and slaves, they cannot give testimony in court. But again, this is not my God's view. This is man's view. God loves me. And he's using me to bring glory to his name. And I'm content to serve him with my whole heart. Anna, you do seem to be a remarkable woman. Tell us about the day that you met Jesus. And Anna's face begins to smile. People ask me all the time if I live here at the temple. 
I don't live here, but I spend every day and every evening and I, I pray through the temple. I go through the court of the Gentiles and I pray and I go into the court of the women and I pray and I fast. And until recently, or even just recently, I was worshiping in the court of women as I always do every day and I saw Simeon. Simeon is, is an elderly man and he's gesturing excitedly and he's singing his song and I look closer and there's tears and there's tears streaming down Simeon's face and he waves me over and he introduces me to this, to this young family. And I remember their names were Joseph and Mary and they had this little boy and he was only 40 days old. See, they had come to the temple, they had come to observe God's law with the, to, to perform the purification ceremony and the redemption ceremony. You see, Mary was such a young mother. It made me remember when I was newly married and Joseph, he wasn't much older, so young really, but what drew my eye was the baby that I saw Simeon holding in his outstretched arms. There was something about him that made my soul rise up within me. It wasn't that he was uncommonly beautiful, for there was nothing really striking about his appearance. It was what the Holy Spirit revealed to my heart that moved me to worship. This was the one. This was the one that I had been waiting for my entire life. The one that I had been praying for. Anna, tell us about him. Well, I'd love to. See, it's the only reason I have to continue living. He is Jesus, and His name means Jehovah is salvation. He is the Christ. He's, it's a title. It's the anointed of God, the Messiah, our Savior. He's Jesus Christ, the, the anointed Messiah who's come to save us. Do you remember when the prophet Malachi had laid down his pen and he rolled up the scroll, the final book of the Old Testament. He had just written that one day, quote, the Son of Righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. And when I looked at that baby, it was like the sun rose in my soul. And I knew that this was the one who would heal the nations. He was the one I've been waiting for, the one who would redeem his people. Well, Anna, we're almost out of time, but explain what you meant when you just said the Messiah would redeem his people. Well, you see, there are people waiting for the redemption that God has promised. He's going to save us. But most of my people, they think that he's going to save us from Rome so that we will no longer be their slaves and we'll be a free people again. But I know that's not the freedom that he came to give. He's not saving us from Rome. Or any other earthly army. It's freedom from the eternal death that sin brought to every one of us. You see, we're slaves to sin. We're slaves to something more powerful than the Roman Empire. And while Rome can kill our bodies, sin can kill our souls. The Messiah, Jesus Christ, He's come to rescue us from the power of sin and set us free to be with God for all eternity. That baby Jesus is our Redeemer. Anna, you are an amazing woman. And my last question for you is this. What will you do with the rest of your life? However long 
I have left to live on earth, I will tell everyone I can that our Messiah has come. The Son of Righteousness has risen with healing in its wings. We can be forgiven our sins. We can live at peace with our God. And that little baby is my Savior. And I will never stop rejoicing over Him. Anything other than that is a waste of my life. The Savior has come. I will worship and I will serve Him with rejoicing in my heart. Has the sun risen in your soul, friends, and brought healing to your heart? Has the Messiah been able to find a home, a home in your heart through faith that you put your trust into Him? That that baby that we celebrate every Christmas is the Savior who can give you life eternal. Have you celebrated Jesus in that way? And can I ask you tonight, Christmas Eve, if you never have bent your knee to Jesus Christ, maybe this Christmas... Your eyes will be open and you will see that the tree, the Christmas tree, the original ones, the cross, and underneath that tree there's a gift. It's a gift of salvation. Friends, listen to me, please. If you haven't listened to anything, just listen to this. It's got your name on it. You've all got a gift there. It's got your name on it. And you can reach out for that by faith and you can open it by faith. And if you do and if you open it by faith, you will be saved and you will be given eternal life. God will forgive you your sins and He will make you right with Him and give you peace. That's Christmas. That's what Anna lived for. That's what we need to live for. Let's tell everybody about it. As the worship team comes back up here, let me close in prayer. Lord, thank you for Anna. Thank you for the prophetess. Thank you for her example, her love, her passion, her devotedness to you, Jesus. Father, we thank you that you have a gift waiting at the bottom of the original Christmas tree, the cross that your son died on. Father, we can open that gift by faith. And when we open that gift by faith, you will save us. You will wash us clean from our sins. You will set us free from guilt and blame. And Father, you will give us life and you will give us peace and you will give us eternal fellowship with you. Lord, I pray that anyone here who has not yet ever opened the greatest Christmas gift they ever can, or maybe this Christmas they will, I pray for that. And as we continue to sing to you and we continue to worship you, Lord, I pray that our hearts would be caught up like Anna's, Lord, that the sun will rise in our hearts and we would worship and serve you for the rest of our days. We love you and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.